Welcome home, Holly. I cannot wait for you to see what they've done at the park. You didn't tell me the festival is being run by my ex-boyfriend. Did I forget to mention that? I know we didn't end things on the best of terms. So I was hoping for a little truce. Give him a chance. Maybe you'll see a new side of him. This town can inspire a lot of people, and I want to be a part of that with you. Christmas in Mississippi premieres Saturday, December 9th at 8 on Lifetime. You heard it. I think you probably know everything you need to know about this movie based on that trailer, and that's what it is. Hey again, it's Emily, all alone, left alone to my own devices to talk about Lifetime's 2017's Christmas in Mississippi. Now, you're probably thinking, Emily, you did Christmas at Graceland, which is in Mississippi, and you've done Christmas in the Smokies, which is also an in the southern uh, set Christmas movie. What's with all the Christmas in the movies? What is this new trope? Okay, well, let, let me tell you a few things. So first of all, as you can tell, I'm alone, uh, which is a dangerous thing sometimes. But the reason I chose this movie, uh, there's a few. One is that it is a life. It, <clears throat> it is from the Lifetime Network. And as I've said, I really try to mix it up, and I haven't done a Lifetime movie yet, so here's a Lifetime one. Uh, the other main reason... I picked this one out of all the many titles that Lifetime has debuting, either being made in 2018 or airing ones from recent years. This one's from 2017. Uh, The other reason I really wanted to cover this movie is because in kind of flipping through and seeing what was out there, what was on cable, this is one of the few ones I could find this year that happens to be directed by a female. So the director of Christmas in Mississippi is a woman named Emily M. Moss. Uh, She has directed a few other films, including Hometown Christmas from 2018, which I think is Hallmark, but I might not be right about that. Something called Nanny Seduction, which sounds awesome. And she has a credit as a writer on something called Did I Kill My Mother? which sounds far more interesting than Christmas in Mississippi. As you heard from the trailer, this is what it is. You can probably figure out most of it. Uh, The movie is focused on a character named Holly. Yes, you got that right, Holly. And Holly is a photographer. And she travels around the world taking pictures of a lot of, like, natural disasters and war-torn countries and all that stuff. And she comes back home to Gulfport, Mississippi, where her mother, Faith Ford, or Corky Sherwood Forrest from Murphy Brown, lives. And Gulfport is a city that has been uh, dealing with the effects of a hurricane a couple years after a big hurricane, and they are rebuilding. It is the town's big Christmas lights festival. So when Holly gets there, she's like, oh, I'll help out. Let me do something for my town. But what do you know? Her ex-boyfriend from high school played by Wes Brown, who also played the ex-boyfriend from high school in Christmas at Graceland, which was set in Mississippi, where we had two Christmas in Mississippis. Um, So he's running the festival. So now it's all awkward because they had a bad breakup some six years ago. And as we know very, very deeply from these movies, um, the relationship you had in high school is always the most important relationship you will ever have in your life. Your true love is somebody you met before you turned 16. Don't let anybody else tell you differently. Uh, So, of course, what do you know? Sparks rekindle, but then 
throw in as little a drama as you can in the form of a job interview that Holly had with a big magazine publication where she was going to be the photo editor, which would make her a lot of money and be a pretty good job for a traveling photographer. But it meant two things. One, she wouldn't really be taking pictures. She would be supervising pictures. And of course, she would have to move to LA and that is evil and wrong and would take her out of Mississippi. So she's got to make a decision. And naturally, she has to make that decision on Christmas Eve because um, as most job interviews go, she has an opportunity to have one on Christmas Eve, which is exactly when um, all professional people who like run businesses or publications, yeah, you know when, when they want to make major decisions for the next year? Definitely Christmas Eve. Like midnight Christmas Eve, that's when you're deciding things. Your mind as a professional working person is totally set on work at that time of day, at that time of year. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's one thing to like, okay, go to LA for this second interview. It's another thing to do it on Christmas because you see, uh, her ex-boyfriend's nephew, uh, is a motherless child. His father is in the service. His mother died in the service. So the boyfriend has been kind of raising him and this kid's all depressed because Christmas always sucks. And so, like, her leaving is just one more person leaving him at Christmas, and it really shows that she has to make a big decision. And don't worry, she makes the right decision, according to these movies, and she comes back home, and everybody lives happily ever after in Mississippi. So that is the movie. Uh, not one of the more exciting ones. Plain and simple. It's clearly a little lower budget, I think, than some of the, you know, kind of more flagship ones that Hallmark does. Um you get a few names in the cast. You have Faith Ford, you have Richard Karn as her kind of, um, what's the word, guy who has a crush on her. I know there's a word for that, but it's been a really long season of stocking stuffers, guys. I'm, I'm nearing the end of my energy level here. Uh, and you also have Barry Botstwick, I think as Santa Claus. But I'm going to tell you guys something that... Um, is, was very upsetting. I normally, when I DVR these movies, I always add like five minutes to the end just in case it runs over into the next uh, time slot. And for some reason, I didn't with this one. So I missed like the last 10 seconds of this movie. And I like to think the movie I'm writing in my head in those last 10 seconds, Barry Botswick actually proved himself to be Santa Claus and Santa Claus is only concerned about Gulfport, Mississippi. Um, so, you know, again, a little bit of star power, if you will. This was filmed in Mississippi, so good on it for that. Uh, but it's just not one of the most exciting ones. And the fact that I'm watching actors I've already seen this year again, uh, you know, probably took a little bit of the wind out of this movie's sails. But let's go through the tropes. Let's see how it does. Number one, our lead in need of a lesson. So, of course, we have Holly. And it's so, you know... She's fine. So Holly is played by an actress named Jana Kramer. Uh, she is, as as you would think, very attractive. Uh, apparently she was on Friday Night Lights, but I don't know who she was on that. Uh, she played, she's been on like a lot, like One Tree Hill, all these kinds of things. She was Noelle Davenport. I don't remember who that was, so that tells you a little something, I guess. Um, the problem with her in this movie, and this is one of those things that I think, for me personally... 
I find the younger they are, just the less interesting they're going to be and their stories are going to be. And so she is probably in her mid-20s and the character is in her mid-20s. So it just doesn't have kind of the same emotional punch that we might have if she was a little bit older. Uh, And as far as a lesson she needs to learn, you know, she's a little grumpy, as all these women are in these movies. She's been holding this grudge. And the whole reason she has this grudge against her ex is that... When they graduated high school, she went to college. He was going to take a year off and then go to her the same college she did. And then he decided not to. And that was just the worst thing you could do to somebody, I guess. Again, you're 18. I don't know that many people who are married to the person they loved when they were 18 because you're different people then. But these movies do not understand that. We move on. She learns her lesson in actually a very odd way. Because one of the things this movie does is um, sort of like, again, and this is going to kind of fold into number two, which is our setting, which in this case is a charming small town, the charming small town of Gulfport, Mississippi, uh, which, you know, is a big Christmas town. They give the the town a little bit of personality because it's been wrecked by the hurricane so there's a little nice kind of recovery moving on rebuilding the town and community thing to it and at one point like randomly dropped in the movie is that the way they've gotten all the money to rebuild is there's kind of some like wealthy Mr. Moneybags benefactor uh, businessman good businessman who has put up the money for uh, for all of this and it's like not really a thing but then at the very end of the movie when Holly is on her way to the airport to go to LA and destroy Christmas basically for this town um, there's an earlier thread where like she finds a stuffed animal and so she puts it kind of online to say hey is this anybody's stuffed animal let me try to return it to you and right as she's going back to the airport she does get an email so she goes to return it and it turns out she's returning it to Mr. Moneybags Daddy Warbucks who has saved the town it's his granddaughter's toy or something and not only that but why did Daddy Warbucks save the town because uh, once he had seen a photograph of how the town had been so devastated what do you know it was one of the photographs holly had taken and she realizes in this moment that it's not just that she wants to go back to be with her high school boyfriend but oh her taking pictures has saved the world it's such a weird awkwardly placed shoehorned plot element that the movie doesn't build towards or really kind of integrate it's just sort of dropped into i don't know maybe give her one more reason to come back since the chemistry isn't that big i don't know strange choice but that's what happens uh one thing i liked about um gulfport unlike christmas at graceland which pretends that it snows a lot in memphis uh, Gulfport, they totally acknowledge that, nope, it's like 75 degrees right now. And so they don't pretend that it's freezing cold. So nobody is like really sweaty and gross wearing winter coats in non-winter weather. Number three is our bland love interest. And so again, Wes Brown is playing the character of Mike. Um, so he kind of fits all the bills, right? Because he is the ex-hometown boyfriend, which is one of them. Uh, he 
uh, is he is taking care of a child. So he's sort of like a stand-in dad for his nephew. So there is a sort of like widowed dad thing to him. He is putting together this Christmas festival. So we get to see him work with his hands and all that stuff. Uh, and this is the second movie I've watched this year where, again, this same actor, Wes Brown, has, in the finale of the movie, stood on stage at a Christmas concert in Mississippi to MC. This guy's found his niche, so good for him, you know. Uh, it's kind of, you know, the way, I guess, he, he is one of the, in the Hallmark stable now. And again, Hallmark, in this case, it's Lifetime. He's in the Christmas movie staple, stable of love interests, but a very particular type. You need a guy who is um, on the younger side, right? This isn't a Cameron Matheson the, or a Patrick Muldoon even. This is in your age range of like 25 to 35 love interest uh and if you want him to do a little mild singing or hosting of christmas concerts this is the guy you go to number four is the montage uh we do get um a few like decorating stuff but the best one is when faith ford and holly are baking for christmas dinner and it's one of those like montages where it's actually a visual rare for these movies. It is a visually pleasing montage of cookie decorating and food prep preparing. It's very like um, what, what's the cha- the network where they? I guess it's very food networky where you just get like nice shots of beautifully um, presented Christmas plates. So good on that for a, a visually nice montage. We don't get many of them in these. Number five, our dead parents. Bam! Double whammy, double points. Uh, Holly's dad is dead uh, for a couple of years now, and that's a, a plot point because Faith Ford obviously is a widow and gets to talk about how Christmas isn't the same without him and all that. And we get a dead mom because Mike's sister-in-law, right, his brother's wife, died and didn't just die, like didn't die of cancer or something like that. No, she died overseas in the army or in the service of some kind. I don't, I don't know exactly which um, which type of military she was in, but so we get this like double whammy of veteran, so it's one more thing to appeal to a certain audience uh, to, you know, not only dead parents, okay, I feel something, but also, oh, dead person serving our country. So raise, wave those flags, if you will. Number six, our sassy sidekick. Uh, in this case, you know, we, we, really the sassy sidekick of this movie is Faith Ford as Holly's mom. And she is also, honestly, the best thing about the movie, that she uh, just fits well in this environment. I mean, Faith Ford has always kind of come across as, um, you know, I don't know that she's ever not played Southern in some way. And she is just genuinely a pleasing presence in this. So even when she's doing, like, corny decorating with her daughter and all that, like, I waited for you to hang the mistletoe. It's believable coming out of her. I think you really do buy that this would be the kind of mother she is. Um, And she's also there, as you heard, to constantly, like, push her daughter back towards her high school boyfriend, which is what our sassy sidekick does. We do have a few others that kind of come up. And I pointed out just because, uh, you know, hey, we, we talk about it all the time. These movies generally do not have good representation of people of color. And sure enough, there is a kind of sidekick of Mike's who's helping to run the festival, who's black, who has a fiance who's black, and they get to do like, you know, a scene or two where they're really there in service to our much blander, whiter leads. Number seven, our evil boss or evil woman. We don't get one. I mean, the idea that uh, Holly's 
manager or whatever it is is telling her, hey, fly to L.A. for Christmas. I suppose that's kind of a negative woman role, but not in the kind of villainous way. We've, I, I will say, you know, I'm going to do, we have a few more episodes to go. You're probably going to hear another two more, and then I'll have one more to record myself, I think. And I think easily the biggest disappointment of this year's Christmas stocking stuffers has been the lack of a real good villain. We just haven't had the same level that we did last year. And I mean, it's true in here. There is no mean character in this movie. Uh, Slapstick number eight. I think you have some like decorating stuff, but nothing that I even remember, quite frankly. Another thing I should say, I watched this movie about a week ago and I really try to watch these and then record because shockingly when you know you have the kind of movie where not only do you have the same actor playing a love interest but you have him say playing the same love interest in the exact same tableaus as the movie before it's very easy to forget details of a movie and in this case I just lost time and debated whether I should even record this episode but I'm going to tell you why when we get to the the Amazon or the IMDb reviews I'm going to reveal to you why I decide to to soldier on and give you this episode. Number nine is our sage old person. And in this case, it's really, it's got to be Faith Ford uh, pulling double duty as the sassy sidekick and as our sage old person. Uh, you know, she has, she she's asking the questions that makes her daughter think. And number 10 is our Santa Claus. And as I said, so Barry Botswick plays the town Santa. Like that's what he's there to do. He just moved to this town. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt, but he's going to play Santa Claus. Um, towards the end of the movie, we get a surprise Santa Claus in the form of Mike's brother from the army who has gotten leave to come spend Christmas with his child. Uh, and then Barry Botswick is just like there being Santa Claus in the crowd. I don't know. Again, last 10 second, seconds of this movie. If anybody has seen it, maybe they can tell me, is Barry Botswick Santa Claus? You know what? If the answer is no, don't tell me. If the answer is yes, like shoot me a wink. All right, now we're into the bonus round. Public domain holiday songs, yes. Uh, We get a lot of them. One nice thing about this movie, and I don't want to oversell it because it doesn't push it hard enough, but I noticed in the opening credits there was an original music credit. Uh, I forgot the name of the person, but it's a credit you don't often see in these. And I am guessing what that person did was took all of these public domain Christmas songs, of which there are many, and kind of did jazzy you know, arrangements of them. So you get Deck the Halls, you get We Wish You a Merry Christmas, but you get them done a little differently. And I'm guessing that is something um, maybe to this movie's credit that it did. Uh, I'm also going to give bonus points. I did this also for um, a recent movie for Golden Christmas 3, that not only does this movie do public domain holiday songs, it also does a public domain Christmas carol. And it is not just them talking about A Christmas Carol, but at one point, Holly and her mother are watching A Christmas Carol, and it is one of the ones from, I think, the 30s that is definitely public domain, because I have it on a Mill Creek pack, so I know that to be true. Uh, Product placement, didn't catch any. Cloying child, oh god, yeah, this has an awful kid. 
So it's Jack, and that is Mike's nephew, and he is whiny, and he misses his mother and his father. And I get it, because, like, his dad's in the army and his mother is dead, but he's just a little shit about it, and he's just not fun, and he's not cute. And sorry to the actor, I don't blame you. I blame the direction and the casting of you, but, yeah, he's not, he's not so fun. No ice skating, no Canadianisms, a uh, character with a Christmas name, bang, 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 we have Holly, and it's commented on that, yes, that's a Christmas name. Uh, Christmas tree lighting, again, shoot the fireworks, because it's not just a Christmas tree lighting, it is a Christmas festival lighting, where it is a light show festival, so it's, like, huge lights everywhere, and I'm not, I know that's a thing now, like, um, a lot of cities do it where there'll be like a park where you drive through and it's just all really elaborate Christmas lights. I don't really get it so much. It's not my thing, but I understand that it's big and exciting and like for little kids, especially, it's probably really cool. So you do get that at the end of this movie. So it, it is presented. I'm guessing this probably is a real display that Gulfport does and they show it to you. So, hey, why not? Um, no karaoke, but I'm going to add, so two other bonuses that are going to be in the round for next year without question is um, the trope of women drinking wine and men drinking beer. Yep, it's there. And also the special bonus uh, little flag that goes off when a character holds coffee cups and doesn't know how to pretend as if there is something in that coffee cup. So they come out looking very unnatural holding this cup. That is A Christmas in Mississippi. And now I am going to move on to what can be hit or miss for these episodes. I'm sure people, you know, your listeners might say, oh, I can't wait till I get to the review section. And others may say like, oh, I don't really like hearing Emily just read bad writing that somebody had did on IMDb. But guys, I'm... I got to give it to you here because there's like all of the reviews for this movie on IMDb get weird. There is a conversation going back and forth. And I'm going to I'm going to start with this review from Christmas-Reviewer who writes, I am biased. I lived in the area for years. The title of his review. Now the review. Now, someone keeps reporting my reviews. I guess they are jealous because I do tell the truth. I want to point out that I never make snide remarks about actors' weight or real-life sexual orientation. If their acting is terrible or limited, quote-unquote, I talk about that. If a story is bad, quote-unquote, I will mention that. So why am I being, quote-unquote, picked on? IMDb. When one of my reviews gets deleted, IMDb will not even tell me what someone found offensive. Well, on to this review. Like, what the hell's going on with Christmas Reviewer? I want to know so much more. I want to get this out of the way now. I lived in the area in which this film takes place. We just lost our home to a hurricane. The first time in 2005, then again in 2008. So watching this film just made me homesick. I would move back, but I am just too terrified to losing my home again. Okay, understandable. What this film is about is that photographer Holly returns to hometown of Gulfport, Mississippi. The town is resurrecting their traditional Christmas light show for the first time since a terrible hurricane struck five years earlier. Holly volunteers to pitch in, but soon has second thoughts when she discovers the festival is run by her high school sweetheart, Mike. Now Holly must spend the next few days with the man who broke her heart. With the help of her mother and Mr. Chris, the kind man who will play Santa in the town celebration. The story is straightforward, but, quote-unquote, I could not get enough of this film. I am originally not from Mississippi, but California. I am also not a Republican, but very liberal. What I love about this film did show was, quote unquote, true spirit of the people that lived in the Gulfport area. It did not show them as rednecks. Trust me, as someone that did live in that area, Christmas in Mississippi was blessing to see. 
Like that was good, right? But now it gets better, guys. Okay. Next review, nine out of 10 stars from New Orleans 36535. Uh, heading of review has a huge heart. Here's the review. I can see why the person that quote unquote lived near the area where they filmed this would like this film. If a quote unquote Christmas films had a checklist, then this would certainly check all the boxes. This has everything except snow that you would expect in a Christmas movie. This film, a girl returns home for the holidays. She then volunteers to help get the town Christmas light show up and running. This is the first time in years that the town has done this. It had a hurricane and the town is now back on its feet. This film is not great, but it is one of those films you can't help but to like. I do also like the fact that it does show the true spirit of Citizens of Gulfport. I also did help after Katrina, and this film does show the goodness that is in all of them. Okay, right, like there's something weird going on. There's conversation back and forth. I kind of love it. All right, I'm just going to keep going. And I mean, if you're tired, just turn it off and listen to the next episode. Next one from Miss M19, 8 out of 10. She writes, heartwarming. I was in desperate need of a chessy movie. Yes, chessy. I was first going for a royal movie, but at the last minute I chose this and I couldn't be more happy. It had a few really heartwarming moments. Two of them almost brought me to tear tears to my eyes, which I don't think a Hallmark Lifetime movie has ever done, maybe once. Jana Kramer always shines on her own and she had a nice chemistry with the main lead. It really was a wonderful Christmas movie. A must watch. Okay, and I'm going to give you one more, because again, I just think this one really deserves to be heard. Uh, 10 out of 10 from IMCLGuyJSF. This was an amazing movie, is the title of the review. I am probably going to get called biased, but guess what? I don't care. I got the opportunity to be in this film as a background extra, and when I saw the whole thing come together, not only was I amazed by my appearance in the film, but all my friends I made on set too. The main character has done an amazing job, and they are also amazing to talk to in person. And one out of one found this helpful. Was this review helpful? You know, I would mark it, but then I have to sign in, and I feel like now I'm going to get annoying pop-ups if I do that. So, um, I am CL Guy JSF. Yes, your review was helpful. I hope it was helpful to all of you at home. I don't particularly recommend this. I think there are better ones out there. There are more fun ones out there. Uh... You know, at the you've heard me give better and worse reviews of things. This one's tolerable and isn't terribly misogynist. So that's always good, but it's kind of meh in the end. So that is Christmas in Mississippi airing on Lifetime. You can probably um, watch it on demand if you so desire, or just wait till next year when it's there again. Uh, good night, folks. Well, it hardly ever snows in Mississippi It ain't never quite Christmas time And we don't go riding through snow In a one-horse open sleigh We don't sit and hear the sleigh bells chime And we ain't got big city decorations We don't have the tallest Christmas tree But if good old-fashioned country folks Is what you're looking for just come on down and spend some time with me Cause the holly's in the wind And the frost is on the vine God is in his heaven And everything's just fine All our friends are dropping by Are calling on the phone Grandma's made a pumpkin pie And the family's all at home Now if you come on down to me 
Mississippi. You won't never ever want to leave. Cause there ain't no place this side of heaven like my country home on a good old Mississippi Christmas Eve. Cause the howl is in the wind and the frost is on the vine. God is in his heaven, and everything's just fine. All our friends are dropping by, we're calling on the phone. Grandma's made a pumpkin pie, and the family's all home. If you come on down to Mississippi, you ain't never, ever gonna leave. Cause there ain't no place this side of heaven like my country home. And there ain't no place this side of heaven that I've ever known like a good old Mississippi Christmas Eve.